Hi, my name is Jacob Ovadia, and we will be studying Perik Shalishi, the third chapter of Hilchot Talmud Torah. This chapter is about acquiring Torah, and many, there are many, many allusions to uh, many different places in the Mishnayot and in the Talmud, but have in mind uh, that Harambam makes a number of allusions specifically to Pikavot, uh, the ethics of the fathers. There were three crowns that the Jewish people were crowned with. Keter Torah, Keter Kehuna, Keter Malchut. The crown of Torah, the crown of the priesthood, and the crown of the kingship. Keter Kehuna, Zachar Bo'aharon. The crown of the priesthood, Aharon merited, as it says, and it will be for his children and descendants after him, the covenant of the kihuna, of the priesthood. Keter Malchut, Zachabu David, Shene'emaru Zar'o, Le'olam Yiyeh, Lechis'o, Kashemesh Negdi. The crown of kingship, David, David HaMelech merited, and his descendants, as it says. His descendants for eternity will be, and his throne, like the sun, will be before me. Keter Torah. However, in regards to the crown of Torah, anyone can, uh, it is waiting in its place and ready for anyone to, to take and to, uh, to be a part of. As it says, Morasha Keilat Yaakov. It is a Morasha in the congregation of Jacob. Anyone who wants can come and take. Now, the word Morasha is, is, it implies a passing down something. However, it's in perpetuity, and it's something that you have the obligation and responsibility to pass down to the next generation. It's something that you receive from the previous generation. In contrast, the word Yerusha is something you receive from the previous generation. It's an inheritance. However, you don't have the responsibility to pass it down or transmit it, and therefore the Pasuk says in reference to the Torah, Morasha Keilat Yaakov, that the Torah is the responsibility of the Jew, it's the congregation of Jacob, and you also have the responsibility to pass it down. That's what the word Morasha means. Halachabet. Shema Tomar, Shehotana Ketarim Gedolim Kete Torah. One might say, that those other two crowns are greater than the crown of Torah. The Pasuk in says, In me kings will rule, in reference to the Torah. And the Rosenim Yehokekut Sedek, and the judges will judge. 
over me, in me, the kings will rule. Halamalta, sheketer Torah, gadol miketer kihuna veketer machut. And here we learn that from the keter, that keter Torah is greater than the, keter, the, than the crown of uh, kingship and the crown of priesthood. Because only through the Torah do kings or priests have any authority. And the authority of the priests and the kings is only by virtue of the Torah giving them authority. And the something about the previous halacha, that this Keter Torah is open for everybody, is something extremely telling about Jewish, uh, the Jewish mind and the Jewish, uh, and the Torah, that we believe in equal opportunity for everybody, that everyone has, and something we spoke about in Perek Aleph, that everyone has obviously the opportunity, the responsibility to study Torah, but there isn't no monopoly on the Torah, and everyone has the opportunity to, uh, to study. Amru Chachamim, Mamzer, Tamid Chacham, Kodem Lechoen Gadol, Am Haaretz. Chachamim said that someone born out of an illicit relationship, except for Nida, um, and he is a Tamid Chacham, he precedes the high priest who isn't learned. And when we say precedes, we're referring to um, to uh, priority in terms of to uh, to for example uh, to free him from if he is captured. There's a mitzvah pidyon shuim, and a mamzer tamiz haham would take precedence over would uh, be a more of a priority to to take out to free in contrast to the kohen gadol. Shneemar, as the pasuk states, yekarahimi peninim. He is more. It is, it is more valuable than pearls. But we're going to see how Chachamim um, uses derasha. Yekarahimi kohen gadol shenichnas lefanim lifnim. When the pasuk says mipeninim, it's in regards to the kohen gadol who would go inside. Uh, the Kodesh HaKodashim, and Yekara, it means more precious. So the Torah is more precious than that who goes inside the Holy of Holies. Halacha Gimel. Elecha mitzvah, mikol ha-mitzvot kulan, shehi shekula keneged Talmud Torah. There isn't a mitzvah that, so to speak, weighs more in contrast to Talmud Torah. Imagine a scale and you have Talmud Torah on one side and you have all the mitzvot on the other. Talmud Torah is, um, is heavier and more important, I guess, than, the other, than any other mitzvah. Ella, Talmud Torah connected kol mitzvot kulan. Rather, the mitzvah of studying Torah is just as heavy, so to speak, as the, all the other mitzvot. We spoke about this in Perek Aleph, that study 
brings a person to action. And without study, you wouldn't know how to act properly and to live your life as a Jew. Therefore, as a consequence of the principle that we just stated, study takes precedence over action in every place. We're going to see an example. If he had the opportunity to do any mitzvah and to study Torah, what should he do? If it was possible for that precept to be done by someone else, he should not stop his study. However, if he cannot, if that mitzvah cannot be done by someone else, he should do that mitzvah and then return to his Torah study. Halakha Dalid. Tehillat dinosh ala adam. Eno nidon ella al hatamud. Ba'achakach al shi'al ma'asin. At the beginning of a judgment of an individual, he isn't judged rather solely on, at first only on uh, his study, and only after the rest of his actions. Therefore, Hachamim stated, Forever a person should be immersed in Torah study. Even if it's not solely for the purpose of study, as a person, if he studies without the purpose with other motivations, he'll eventually reach uh, the true motivation that should be studying Torah for the sake of studying Torah. Uh, as we will see in Hilchot Teshuvah, Bam speaks about um, to worship God out of Ahava. We'll see that a person should do all the mitzvot for the sake of only doing the mitzvot. Lishma. Halacha Someone who was ambitious and wanted to fulfill this mitzvah as it should be fulfilled and to be uh, crowned with the crown of Torah, he should not focus on other things and be distracted. And he should not uh, focus on acquiring Torah with wealth or honor that may come with uh, the crown of Torah. The following is the way of the Torah. In the most extreme circumstances, a person uh, that a person will have to study in. He'll have to study no matter his situation. And Rabbi here is going to describe the extreme of what that means. Pat tochel. You, a person should, will eventually eat bread with salt. 
in the most extreme situations where a person does not have uh, much food, that's what he'll eat. And he'll sleep on the floor. And he will live a difficult uh, life in the sense of putting in a lot of effort and time. In his Torah study. And you will toil in the Torah. However, you have to remember, However, it's not incumbent upon you to study the entire Torah, but at the same time, you're not uh, free to um, not to study Torah. However, if you did study Torah a great deal, your reward is also great. And this is, again, I didn't want to go through all of the allusions to Pirkei because it would take a long time, but this is one of the um, most more obvious quotes from Harambam uh, that he quotes from Pirkei Avot. Uh, the greater the effort and the toil, the greater the reward. And it's taken from Ben Hehe. Uh, who says in Aramaic, Pumsa ara agra, the greater the effort, the greater the reward. Al-Khazayim. Shemet Omar, Ache akabit mamun, ve'ehzor, ve'ikra. A person should not say, or perhaps a person may say, that he'll gather wealth, and only then will he uh, study. Or, let me buy what I need, and only then will I take time off and study. Or, as we, yeah. If this thought enters your mind, you will not acquire the or merit the crown of Torah ever. Rather, a person should make the Torah his um, what he focuses on always. And your uh, employment temporary. You should make Torah permanent and your work temporary. And you should not say that, yeah, when I have the opportunity, when I have free time, I'll study. Because you may not have free time. And just by pushing off. Uh, this just by pushing off Torah study um, isn't a rationalization for the individual not to study Torah. A person, as we mentioned, always has the obligation to study Torah, and a person shouldn't make uh, Torah something temporary. It's something that he does casually for uh, whenever he has time. Halakha Zain.
כתוב בתורה, לא בשמיים היא, ולא מעבר לים היא. בתורה עשה, speaking in reference about the Torah, the Torah is not in the heavens and it is not uh, across the ocean. The Torah is not um, inside, or the Torah is not contained in people that are arrogant. And this is something extremely important that, and profound that Hanabam is telling us here. Why isn't the Torah um, contained in someone that's arrogant? And we spoke about this earlier in Hilchot Deot, but arrogance basically means that a person's world revolves solely around them, and nothing else really matters, and they're the focus of it all. An example of arrogance is, uh, is Bilam HaRasha, uh, who tried to curse the Jewish people. And something that Chacham uh, Yaakov Bitton taught me is that it's very telling when a person begins his speech um, about who their focus is. So when Bil'am says, how does Bil'am begin his speech? He says, Ne'um Bil'am beno be'or. He begins his speech with talking about himself. However, Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the most humble person on the face of the earth, and only through him was the Torah able to be given because of this aspect of humility. Moshe Rabbeinu begins his Mizmon in Tehillim, in Psalms, with Tefillah le Moshe Hashem Ma'on Ata'italan. He starts with the focus uh, on God. And it's very telling in general at the beginning of anyone's speech, uh, how they start is typically who the focus is about. It is not across the ocean. The Torah is not contained in those oversea merchants. Chachamim said that not every individual who does business acquires knowledge. Chachamim instructed that don't do much business and be immersed in Torah study. There's something we mentioned in the previous chapter. The, the words of Torah are compared to water. As it says, every thirsty person go to the water. Meaning, everyone who wants to study Torah, go to study Torah. That the words of Torah, just as water, are gathered in a place with a steep incline, are not gathered in a place with a steep incline. Rather, they crawl from the steep incline and gather in a ditch, or a place that's made to gather water. 
So too, the words of Torah are not found in arrogant people. And not in someone who is haughty. Only in a person that's extremely humble. Person that covers himself in the dust of the feet of the Chachamim, meaning he sits before the Chachamim on the floor always in order to study Torah from them and to hear words of wisdom. And he removes his desires and the materialistic things from his heart. And he works every day. He makes a living very little. He makes a, he works very little. Only what he needs to live and what he needs to eat. And the rest of his days and the rest of his time, he is immersed in Torah study. Any person that has the intent to study Torah but, and not to do any work and will be funded or will earn a living from charity, this person has desecrated the name of God and has humiliated the Torah. And he extinguished the light of the law. And he caused evil to himself. And he took his life from the next world. As it is forbidden to benefit from the words of Torah in this world. Harambam expands on this idea more in his works on the Mishnah, especially in Pirkei Avot, in his commentary. Amru Chachamim, anyone who gained benefit from the words of Torah took his life from this world, from the world. You shall not make the words of Torah like a crown to become great with them. And not a shovel to dig with them. Meaning, don't think or view the Torah as a tool for money or for employment or something that you should manipulate to, uh, to live off of. The old Sivu Chachamim, Chachamim additionally instructed, Chachamim instructed to love work and to love your trade, craft, and despise the ruling circles. And any Torah that doesn't come with it, a craft, it will eventually. Uh, become cancelled out and end up with nothing. And what eventually this person will become 
And what he will do is that he will rob uh, people. He will rob the creations. And this is in reference to a person, obviously, again, that uh, uses uh, the Torah in order to um, benefit his own monetary needs. Halakha yod alef. Ma'ala gedolahi. It is a great um, person achieves something great and is at a great level uh, for someone that uh, sustains himself with his, with the workings of his own hands and um, and works and makes a living for himself. And it is. The trade of the early uh, uh, early sages, and we mentioned that Hasidim is a pious person, and it's in reference to people that are pious uh, in terms specifically of Adam uh, Habiro, traits of a person to his friends. This is an example of that. And through this, meaning a person making a living for himself, he merits all, all the honor and all the good in the world. And also for the next world. Praiseworthy be the person. And good and the person good will be bestowed on a person who makes uh, from their own toil a living and basically who once a person toils for, from what a person toils he eats um, that person is praiseworthy and Chachamim expanded this pasuk and said that praise that and remarked upon the double language at the end praiseworthy be that person in this world is in regards to the next world that is only good the Torah uh, is not existent in a person and is not fulfilled and is not uh, whole in a person that uh, studies himself, nonchal studies nonchalantly and casually and isn't serious about the Torah doesn't survive in someone that's not serious about it. And not in a person that studies Torah casually or gently, sometimes during while he eats or drinks. Rather, it's only acquired and Torah only survives truly in someone that sacrifices himself over them and pushes his body through the hours and time spent in his mind uh, that he spends on the study of Torah. And he does not give rest to his eyes and napping or rest to his eyes. Again, Apaim and Enaim are the same. Ha'yodalid. Amru ha'hamim. 
ברית קירותה לכל היגע בתלמודו בבית הכנסת. לא במהרה הוא משקע. It is a covenant for anyone who מהלה, הלכה י"ג. אמרו החכמים דרך רמז. החכמים said through a hint. זאת התורה, אדם כי ימות באוהל. This is the Torah, for, this is the law, for what happens if a person dies in a tent. החכמים את זה רשם, this in the following way. אין התורה מתקיימת, אלא במי שממית עצמו באהודי החוכמה. The Torah does not survive rather in someone that sacrifices himself and dies, so to speak, in the tents of Chokhmah. This is what Shilomo said with all of his great wisdom. If you had slack in troubling times, you'll be weak. The wisdom that I acquired with intensity or fury is truly what ended up surviving for me and what ended up continuing with me. And the previous pasuk means that if you weren't serious when you studied, you won't really have strength to stand on a challenging day because the study of Torah is A, what teaches you to deal with troubling times, but also it's not always easy to study Torah. And if you study Torah in not the easiest times, it will stick with you for the rest of your days. Chachamim said, there's an established covenant for anyone who toils over the study of Torah in uh, in the synagogue, in the place of the house of gathering, and that he does not quickly forget what he learned. And anyone who toils over the study of Torah modestly becomes wise and acquires knowledge. With those who have modesty, also chokhmah is with them. And anyone who hears himself while studying Torah, his study survives with him. As you're using another sense uh, to study Torah. However, a person that reads or recites or studies quietly, quickly forgets what he learned. Because your sense of hearing uh, is extremely, extremely um, powerful for remembering. And typically that's how, uh, in the Perek, before that we mentioned the Vitina Kochel Bet Rabban, they would recite Pesukim uh, out loud. And classically in the schools of the Talmud Torah in Syria and all the other country, specifically of the Sepharadim, uh, the Torah and the Tanakh was recited out loud.
Halacha Yodkime. No, Halacha Tetvav. Even though it's a precept, it's part of the mitzvah to learn both in the day and night. A person does not learn, he learns the majority of his Torah, of his knowledge rather, only at night. A person, therefore, a person that wants to acquire, merit the crown of Torah, has, should be cautious all of his nights. Prison should not lose even one night with sleep or with eating or with drinking or with wasteful conversations. Rather, he should only spend his nights devoted to Torah and knowledge. The sages said, "En gorna shel Torah ela laila shneemar kumironi balaila." The acquiring and gathering of Torah is only uh, you only acquire it at night, as it says. Wake up and sing at night in reference to study Torah. Gorna is when a person would gather the grapes. Um, as it says, Never mind. And anyone who studies and is immersed in Torah at night, a string of good deeds and chesed, kindness, is pulled on him in the day. As when a person studies at night, it influences him for the rest of the day. And he'll view things, uh, in, he'll view things through the aspect of Torah. When a person views things through the lens of Torah, he views everything as good and everything as a chesed of his creator. As the Pasuk in Tehillim says, in the days I instruct God and transmit upon, transmits upon me or bestows upon me his kindness, and at night his song, meaning the Torah, is with me, and it's a prayer to the living God. In any house that words of Torah is not heard in it at night, a fire consumes it. And Haramam is um, hinting to not obviously a literal fire, but arguments and disputes within the house um, that does not have Torah. Um, the Pasukin Bemibar says 
the words of Torah were hum of God were humiliated. He, that person humiliated the words of God. Who is it referring to? That which, uh, that type of person that did not take note of or even look at the words of Torah at all. Anyone who had the opportunity to be immersed in Torah and didn't study, or he read and he read or recited the, the words of Torah, and then he removed himself and went to the material things and the things that uh, come and go, and he left his study and totally and abandoned it. He is that which it says in the Pasuk, those who humiliate the words of God. Anyone who abandons the Torah while he is wealthy, eventually he'll abandon it while he is poor. This is also from Pirkei Avot. Anyone who fulfills the Torah uh, while he's poor, eventually he'll fulfill it when he's wealthy. And this idea is explicit in the Torah. As it says, because you did not worship God in happiness, in your happiness, and when you were uh, happy and you had everything, you will uh, worship, no, not worship, you will work and be a subject to your enemies. This is a reference to, me, to the Midbar that when God afflicted you and challenged you for the good of your latter end. And the ideas of this Pesukim that, as we said before, that a person that studies Torah while he is poor will eventually have it when he's rich. And when a person... Uh, has the opportunity to study Torah while he's wealthy, he'll eventually um, have to, will eventually abandon the Torah uh, when he's poor as well. Next week, tomorrow we will study Perek uh, Revi, fourth chapter.